Good evening, and welcome to the Dreary Midnight Podcast. My name is Lisa, my pronouns are she, they. My name is Celeste, my pronouns are she, her. And today is a Celeste-led episode, so what we're, what are we talking about tonight? Celeste-led in the loosest sense, but okay. tonight we are talking about the concept of the wild hunt. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into it. Intro music. Intro music. The Wild Hunt. Yes. I was briefly talking to you about this before we hit record. And I had not heard about it until about half an hour ago. So, (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, for those who are not familiar, The Wild Hunt is basically a folklore concept um, that was very popular in Europe and specifically Germany. Okay. I say specifically Germany because... The Wild Hunt, that um, name was actually coined by Jacob Grimm. Of the Grimm Brothers. Of the Grimm Brothers. All right. And they were pretty prominent in, I mean, they were German, right? Yeah. So yeah. that's where they did most of their studying. Yeah. Um, but essentially, the Wild Hunt typically involves a um, ghostly chase through the night sky led by some sort of mythological figure. Uh, and they are escorted by a supernatural group of hunters engaged in pursuit forevermore. Okay, until you said that there were hunters involved, all I could think of was Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Funny you should say that, because Odin plays a huge part in the <laughs> Okay. <world. laughs> okay. All right, so uh, what are some examples? Okay, so just just for clarification, this is not going to be like, my normal episodes where I have like here's the origins and here's everything and then here's like what we think well it is kind of be going to be that it's going to be looser because there's just so much that I if I put all of my notes onto a paper it would just be reading all of my sources okay (laughs) Um, there's just there's a lot we might have to do a part two to this because I'm only touching on the European part of wild hunt but the wild hunt actually comes up in other cultures as well Okay. Which is really fun. Cool. So, um, the most popular versions of the Wild Hunt is um, Germanic. According to German folklore, um, it can be called the Wild Hunt, which was coined by Grimm, um, the Wild Chase, the Raging Hoster Army, and the Wild Army. And depending on what region in Germany you're in, there might be a different ghostly leader that is leading the Wild Hunt. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what are the leaders that are involved? Wotan, uh, a.k.a. Odin. Okay. <laughs> he is a Norse god. He is arguably one of the most popular Norse yeah. gods. Um, He's everywhere. <laughs> who was playing in him in um, Marvel? That was Anthony Hopkins. Was it Anthony Hopkins? Yeah, it was. Because he was also in Silence of the Lambs. And it's like, Hannibal Lecter, what are you doing? (laughs) You're Thor's dad. (laughs) Being a dad. A terrible dad, but a dad, you know. (laughs) Um, Please, Odin, don't come at me. Yeah, Yeah. whenever we talk about Odin and Thor and stuff, we are not talking about Marvel. We are talking about Norse mythology. Yeah. So, also, wasn't Odin... 
already forgot. Psychopomp. Valkyries, I think, were more psychopomps. Psychopomp. I read somewhere that Odin could, is also a psychopomp. But I could be wrong, because I've done a lot of reading today and my brain is jumbled. <laughs> so, according to a very brief uh, <laughs> Google search, when Roman writers... So this is according to Norse-Death-Mythology.org. Mm-hmm. Um, when Roman writers spoke of the gods and goddesses of other peoples, they generally tried to identify them with deities of their own religion. And when they mention Odin, they gloss him as Mercury, uh, who's also a psychopomp for the Romans. Because uh, he's the equivalent so of Hermes. From. And this is significant because it shows that Odin's association with with death, we're seen as being even more significant than the associations with war, because otherwise he would have been uh, equated to Mars. And what the Romans equated to Mars were either Tyr or Thor. Nice. Anyway, um, but he presides over uh, Valhalla. um, And the... Oh, and he works with the Valkyries to carry them back to Valhalla. Yeah. So... Speaking of Valkyries, sometimes the Valkyries are the ones that are the group of spectral writers that are following Odin. Okay, that makes so, sense. Yeah. Um, so it could have been, yeah, it's just like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Um, so also, fun fact that I found out, because obviously Odin um, is Wotan and Wednesday, <laughs> the name, the, the name, the, I is... guess, day, Wednesday, derives from Old English. Wodens. I don't even know okay. how to say that. I don't even know how to say that. But it basically means uh, Day of Woden. Odin, Woden, Wotan, Wotan, or Wodan. Wodanaz. Are you looking at the one with the D with the... Yeah. yeah. That's a, a v. That's the, like, the. Oh. Uh, that's sort of that aspirated v um, rather than the f. Um, I love how much you know. That's all one of the few things I remember <laughs> from history of the English language. Um, <laughs> anyway, Wednesday comes from Odin. Yeah, yeah. Um, Harlequin also comes from Odin. Uh, pray tell. <laughs> also, did we just go over all of like the different names that people called Odin in older languages? Is that what that was? Wotan, Wotan, yeah, Wotan. Okay, yeah. I just want to make sure that that's what there was. Okay. Um, but how does Harlequin come from um, Odin? God, I have it here. I know I do. One sec. It yeah. is. So, the old French name Heliquin was probably borrowed from Middle English Herlequin, which is a... I'm going to read this. The name Harlequin is taken from that of mischievous devil or demon character in popular French passion plays. It originates with an old French term, Herlequin, Heliquin, first assessed in the 11th century, which who recount, and it's a story of a monk who was pursued by a troop of demons when wandering on the coast of Normandy at night. These demons were led by a masked club-wielding giant, and they were known as the Familia Herlequin. The medieval French version of the Germanic wild hunt, Mesne de Heliquin, has been connected to the English fig- figure of Herla Seeing, host king. And basically what I'm saying is that the French word of Harlequin comes from the French version of the wild hunt that they were using from Odin's hunt. Okay. So that okay. is how 
Harley Quinn is connected to Odin. There we go. <laughs> it took me a while to get there. Yeah. I just had to get my mind unjumbled. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jumbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Right. Anyway. The point is, um, the Wild Hunt is... Um, and other leaders of the Wild Hunt could be... Uh, <laughs> Net Rupich, sorry if I'm saying that wrong, but he's basically a companion of St. Nicholas. Okay, um, and where's that from? Germany also. Okay. So he is one of the most popular gift-bringing characters in Germany, and he's described as wearing a black or brown robe with a pointed hood, and mm. sometimes walking with a limp because of an uh, injury, and he, sometimes he carries a long staff and a bag of ashes, or he occasionally wears little bells on his clothes. Okay. Um, he sometimes rides on a white horse, which is notable because the leader of the Wild Hunt almost always has a white horse. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, pretty sure Odin has a white horse, too, in mythology. We'll have to look into Odin more, then. <laughs> I know. I, we should have a whole episode on Odin, because yeah. he's very interesting. Yeah. This Netsrupetch, <laughs> he sometimes ri- uh, rides on a white horse. And he's sometimes accompanied by fairies. And according to tradition, he asks children whether or not they can pray. And if they can, they will receive treats such as apples, nuts, or gingerbread. And if they cannot, then he hits the children with his bag of ashes. I'd almost prefer the coal. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes he gives coal, but I just thought the bag of ashes was funnier. (laughs) That's great. I love it. Um, Another possible leader of the hunt in german folklore is berkta um sometimes known as perked she was a goddess in the upper german and austrian regions of the alps and her the etymology of her name might mean the bright one depending on which name she goes by and she has two forms she can either appear as beautiful and white as snow just like her name the bright one or she could appear as very elderly and haggard. Mm. Um, and in some old descriptions, Berkta has <laughs> one large foot, sometimes uh, like a goose or a swan foot. Yeah. Grimm okay. thinks that it's because it symbolizes her being able to shapeshift into an animal. Okay. Is it like, is she depicted having like the hips to support two legs or one she's usually depicted in just like uh a robe that kind of covers her entire being okay and so like hard to say i can't really see her. oh like grim reaper type of yeah deal. okay she was the upholder of cultural taboo taboos so there were some cultural taboos back in the day there was a uh you you weren't allowed to spin on holidays like, like spin thread spin or wool this, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Spin the wheel. In the folklore of Bavaria in Austria, Berkta was said to roam the countryside at midwinter and to enter homes during the 12 days of Christmas and Epiphany, um, specifically on the 12th night. And she would know whether children uh, or young servants in the household had behaved and if they had worked hard all year. And if they had, they could get rewarded with this little silver coin. Um, or if they had it, this is gruesome. 
If they had not, she would slit their bellies open, remove their stomach and guts, and stuff the hole with straw and pebbles. What? Oh my god! (laughs) She would check to see if girl the uh, to make sure that girls had spun the whole of their allotted portion of flax or wool during the year, and um, if people ate something on the night of her feast day other than the traditional meal of fish and gruel she would also slit their bellies open and stuff them with straw well they don't play back then. Good grief. <laughs> so basically she was the upkeeper of making sure nobody does the taboos so okay. make sure you behave make sure you don't spin yeah. on uh holidays make sure that you do you spin your portion of flax for the year Make sure that you only eat the traditional meals of the gods. Okay. Stuff like that. Cool. And if you didn't, you get your Then you, you uh, get too bad for you and your stomach. Pebble. Good grief. Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. The last leader of the wild hunt in the specifically German that I'll touch on right now is uh, Frau Holly, otherwise known as Mother Holly, Mother Holda, or Old Mother Frost. So Frau Holly is interesting because when I went to do research on her, she is obviously a pre-Christian female legendary figure, but she is also intertwined with um, German- Germanic fairy tales. Are you familiar with the Arne Thompson fairy tale index? No. Okay, so it's basically like a fairy tale index that I think of like SCPs, okay. but you know, like how every SCP has a description. Okay. Um, but it's it's like a encyclopedia for fairy tales. So there's like the Cinderella fairy tale, which oh, is I don't like know, one. like 001 or something. Yeah. And then it's like stories that fit under that archetype. Okay. Yeah. So, but then, so 001, let's call it Cinderella, let's say. Yeah. But it's like, so it's so-and-so and so-and-so from China, and this one from Sub-Saharan Africa, and mm-hmm. this one from... The Ivory Coast. But they all have like the same themes. Yeah. Okay, so it's the you go to something fancy, something, something magic, you marry above your class, and your identity is concealed. Exactly. That kind of thing. Okay. Cool. So her fairy tales go under the Aaron Thompson type 480, and if I remember correctly, it is, um, you know the story of the girl who spits out Gold and the other sister, the evil sister who spits out frogs. Okay. It's like yeah. that okay. type thing where she will reward you if you do good behavior and she will punish you if you misbehave. And 480 is the the one sibling is punished and one sibling is praised? Yeah, I, I think if I remember correctly. Okay. Because I was trying to find the index and I was like, I, I don't know if somebody can link me to the index that shows me every single Arne Thompson type, I will, like, draw a commission for you or something for free. I I really want to just go through... I want to feel like TV tropes, where I could just sit there oh, yeah. and just go <laughs> through all of them. It's like TV tropes for fairy tales. Yeah. Basically, Frau Holly, she dwells at the bottom of a well, and she also is the goddess that first taught the craft of making linen from flax. So, another kind of spinner yeah like because berta had something to do with flax and spinning yeah, yeah. and now frau holly which i wonder if they're connected i'm sure they're connected yeah. somehow yeah but she is also the goddess whom children who died as infants go and she 
Her festival is in the middle of winter when, you know, humans are going indoors for the cold, which is very, also very similar to Berkta, who mm. is usually uh, visits people during Twelfth Night, mm. which is also in winter. Okay. That's basically like the main four leaders. I lied. There's one more leader sometimes of the Wild Hunt, which is technically not a god. <laughs> This okay. is, this is uh, sometimes the leader of the wild hunt is an undead noble. He's called either Count Hackleberg or Count er- er- Ebernberg. And basically he's cursed to hunt eternally because he misbehaved. Some people say, sometimes it's that he rode on the Sabbath and like it's supposed to be a day of rest. Mm-hmm. Or This is a more Christian version. Or basically said hunting was like better than God or better than heaven. Yeah. Or he, you know, did some other taboo that basically got him cursed to hunt forever. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, honestly, if he's like, hunting is better than heaven, and then he gets to hunt forever, then that's then not I, I don't too know bad. That's a punishment, necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, uh, that's like the German ones. I'm going to briefly, very briefly, touch on other versions so, um, in Welsh folklore, Gwyn Ap Nud was depicted as a wild huntsman riding a demon horse who hunts souls at night along with a pack of dogs of hell. <laughs> so that's fun. Um, in France, we went over the Harlequin and Herlequin and how that's the French version. In West Slavic Central Europe, it is known as Devoki Hon or Sitvani. Once again, very sorry, I cannot pronounce these words. But, and then there's the Netherlands, it's the Buck Riders. And, okay, so the Buck Riders, they were actually, that term was actually used by gangs of highwaymen for their advantage. So it would be like, oh, people are scared of the wild hunt, so we are the wild hunt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, is the are these mere mortals or these mythological people out to get you? These, yeah. So exactly. Okay. In Scandinavia, leader of the hunt was Odin. Odin's hunt was heard but rarely seen, and a typical trait is that one of Odin's dogs would be barking louder, and then a second one would be barking fainter. A second one would be barking fainter. Um, but these barks were the only sounds that were clearly identified. Hmm. So when Odin's hunt was heard. Uh, it could mean war and unrest. It could also mean changing weather. So, I mean, you know, it's a kind yeah. of a gamble. Yeah. <laughs> and according to some reports, the forest turned silent and owning only a whining sound and dog barks could be heard. Well, that's ominous. Which is a, a fantastic type of horror. Yeah. When it's like everything is silent. Yeah. Except for one thing. like I feel like there's at least a couple of horror movies that use that trope in some capacity. 100%. Yeah. Britain had the wild hunt, and they ended up kind of, I think they kind of take took that and modified it to fit, like, King Arthur. Okay. Go um, on. Yeah. Basically, it just says, like, that the myth of the wild hunt has been modified to accommodate other gods and folk heroes, among them King Arthur. And Sir Francis Drake. (laughs) Okay, I can understand one and not the other. (laughs) So how um, do they how do they do it with Francis Drake? 
you know what? They don't explain that. <laughs> they just leave us wanting more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look up Sir Francis Drake, and I'm gonna look up the Wild Hunt, and I'm just gonna see what comes up. I just, I got sent to another source that I have that also doesn't explain it. Well, if you know or can direct us any place, write us an email, Podcast at gmail.com. Oh my god. Either way, yeah. seeing the wild hunt is never a good thing. Okay. Um, it usually is seen as a, uh, like, something bad is going to happen, some sort of catastrophe. Mm-hmm. It's said to appear before plagues happen, wars, famines. And if you see the wild hunt, you will probably die. Well. <laughs> like, it will probably foretold your, foretell your death. Well, that sucks. Yeah. In some traditions, those who saw the wild hunt could also be abducted by the writers, and they would be dragged into the fairy realm or made to join the hunt themselves. Huh. Werewolves also are a common in German depictions of the wild hunt. Uh, okay. But they don't attack people. They just kind of, like, steal food and beer from houses. Okay. <laughs> that the hunt passes by. Okay. <laughs> I mean, Party on, dude. Good for them, I <laughs> Good for them. <laughs> In most accounts, I think the hunt don't really chase prey. They're just kind of like a ghostly horde that's doomed to... I guess if they chase anyone, it's going to be whoever dares to cross their path. Yeah. Sometimes there are tales of people who actually encounter the wild hunt. So if you encounter the wild hunt and you decide to stand up against the hunters, you will probably be punished. You'll probably die. However, if you help the hunt, you can be rewarded Mm -hmm. with money, Mm -hmm. with gold, Mm -hmm. or sometimes with the leg of a slain animal. Yeah, but <laughs> this leg is usually cursed in some way. Um, mm. That makes it impossible to get rid of it. <laughs> so uh, in this case, the person has to find a priest or a magician to ban it, or they have to trick the wild hunt into taking the leg back by asking for salt, which the hunt cannot deliver. So also in many versions, a person staying right in the middle of the road during an encounter is safe. Which to me would not, would does not make sense because wait so they're in the sky and you're just hanging out on the road until they leave. I guess okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Look, like I said, it doesn't make sense. There's so many different versions yeah. of this story that it kind of begins to contradict itself. Okay, in my opinion, because but I know that there are some things that are a hundred percent. All the time. Okay. And it's always some sort of ghostly horde. It's always something that you do not want to be part of. Mm. It always seems to be more prevalent, or at least a lot of the least leaders seem to get a lot of their power from winter. Mm. So think of like those three, the companion of St. Nicholas. Mm. That's like a winter god. Berkta and Frau Holly are also both winter goddesses. Basically, it's just kind of, if you see the, if you hear the wild hunt, it's going to bring bad news. Okay. Those seem to be like the, the main similarities. Okay. So, anyway, uh, yes. don't, if you encounter, it's going to be bad. And so just, what I'm hearing is just don't go outside in the winter. Yes. 
or spit in anything. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, no, because you have to. You have well with Birkta, you have to like keep the tra- keep the traditions and don't do any of the taboos. Ah, that's yeah. the thing. So only spend some of the time. <laughs> okay. Do you have? Any questions, or do you want? Do you know of any tales of the wild hunt? Um, like someone saw it and got their deer leg or whatever, and here's yes. Okay, so I'm going to recall these from the first time I actually ever heard of the wild hunt was you've heard me talk about them before. Overly sarcastic productions, they're like one of my favorite YouTube channels. I'm going to link because I also use them as a resource. So I'm going to leak their um, video as well. But um, so in that video, she talks about a few um, encounters with the wild hunt. So in one of the encounters, um, I think it wasn't even Birkta or Frau Holly. It was like a, another um, figure who is the, who was the female leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get into her, but you can watch the video. Um, but she was basically a huntress. She was one of the people that was like, I think she was cursed to Rome because mm-hmm. she was like, hunting is the best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than God. But anyway. Um, that is not a direct Celeste quote no. for any, uh, deities that might be listening. <laughs> yes. No, no, I know. I'm not saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying what the story is. Yeah. So basically, um, I think her carriage because she rides a carriage. It, the wheel is, like, broken, and so she has to disguise herself as a human and go into a... I think it's, like, in the middle of the night, she goes to a um, woodsmith, and she's like, hey, can you fix my wheel? Mm. And she has hunting dogs, but he fixes her wheel, and when she rewards him, she gives him, uh, like, dog hair, which is seen as worthless. I mean, um, she gives him dog hair as payment. But when he wakes up the next day, the dog hair has been transformed into gold. Similar, there is a story of Odin who encountered a uh, person, I guess a person encountered the wild hunt that was Odin, and um, Odin gave him like a rope and he's like basically doing a tug of war with this guy. He's, he's saying like, if you can keep me down, then you won't have to join our hunt. Um, and so the guy ties the rope around a tree. And so Odin is like pulling on the rope and he can't get to the guy. And he realizes like, oh, that's cunning. And he rewards the guy by putting um, a bunch of like meat in his boot that he had to carry home. And then by the time he got home, the boot was co- was uh, full of gold. The meat had turned into gold. So that also seems to be a theme. Yeah. Things turning into gold. Well, <laughs> things that you wouldn't want to necessarily go super near. Yeah. Because, uh, like, I don't know about you. Like, I'm not vegetarian, but I also don't want to carry a bunch <laughs> of meat in my shoe for however long. Like, <laughs> Yeah, but also you're not going to, like, dump out the meat when the god of yeah, the that wild is hunt true. Just let like, you go. if I encounter Odin, I just, I don't know what the terms and conditions of getting that thing home are, but presumably you don't, you get the boat home first and you ask questions later. <laughs> also, there was a parent. Apparently, if you mock 
or call out to the wild hunt like ooh sort of thing they can it can get their attention or they might enjoy your enthusiasm and reward you and <laughs> there was apparently this one story of this person who was rewarded by the hunt throwing basically like an entire horse down his chimney which then caused him to like catch on fire and die <laughs> <laughs> what I've just watched the video it makes okay. more sense it okay. doesn't actually make more sense that's basically the entire story okay um okay and then there's one more story which is a Frau Holly story which is like I said the index that she fits into um where a girl falls into a well and it's the well that Frau Holly lives in and she gets transported into like this fairy tale-esque place where there's like she passes by like a tree that needs her help and she passes by like some bread that needs her help and she just is helping all these inanimate objects and then she eventually meets Frau Holly who asks for her help and she helps Frau Holly and when she goes back into her world every time she speaks she is rewarded with um i think jewels or gold okay that comes out of her mouth and so her evil sister decides to try the same thing but she when she goes into the well she refuses to help anyone and she's a total brat to frau holly and so when she comes back up she gets frogs um that come out of her mouth (laughs) (laughs) well so um so yeah so yeah but basically those are the stories that i can think of off my head that have to do with encountering the wild hunt as I alluded to before, though, there are wild hunts in other parts of the of the world. Like, there's Hawaiian one, there's a yeah. Japanese one. Yeah, when you were describing it earlier, it reminded me of a Ghost Story Guys episode. I feel like I talk about them every episode. Uh, shout out to the Ghost Story Guys. But <laughs> they had done stories where um, it's this one particular night of the year where, like, the ancestors from on a certain island at a certain time and place in history, like all kind of cross over possibly to the afterlife, possibly to somewhere else. If I can find the the episode, I will also link it in the show notes. I also want to say um, that something that I meant to say earlier, but I totally forgot. Jacob Grimm theorizes basically that the reason why we have the wild hunt is because it started off as like Odin and the gods and like Thor's thunder you know being the sound of the hunt Mm -hmm. and like Odin being like this god that everybody like like worships and stuff and it was originally seen as a really positive thing Mm -hmm. it's you know the Valkyries and all that Mm -hmm. and as the world started slowly getting more into Christianity and less into paganism those old gods eventually turned demonic Mm. and those howling voices at night were no longer a comfort they were now a terror Mm. Mm. (laughs) which i think is really cool concept it is really really (laughs) cool and i mean i don't know i feel like Christian ha- Christianity in general has that effect on a lot of things where it's um, anything that didn't have a connotation it was it 
just was. Like, it was the explanation for the thunder and the rain and why the wind howls a certain kind of way or whatever. None of those are bad inherently, but they're just explanations. But Christianity in general and culture change tend to uh, demonize things that might not otherwise need it. (laughs) And honestly, now that we're approached the winter era, the winter part of the year, now that it gets dark at like 5 p.m. Yeah, it is currently 421 and I can see the sunset starting to go on the neighbor's house. I thought this would be uh, like thematic because you hear the howling wind and you imagine yourself as somebody before, somebody centuries ago. And if you hear this howling wind and it feels almost like a screech in the night, like Mm. what would you think it is? Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I just wanted to do something kind of like slightly wintry. Yeah. To to (laughs) slightly wintry, slightly spooky to uh, herald in the new season all right <laughs> i hope you enjoyed it yes hopefully it wasn't too much of a mess and no, it's okay good. to it's follow good. <laughs> we are recording slightly early because of the holidays but also because uh we are bringing back whatever december mayhem i didn't make a name for it last year uh we're bringing back weekly december <laughs> a dreary december hey <laughs> All right, so we are bringing back dreary December. Let's act like we didn't just think of that a second ago. <laughs> what? No, no. I totally planned, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're bringing back dreary December, so it, every week uh, starting on the 5th, and then it'll be regularly scheduled programming back in uh, January. So with all that said, uh, we are on Patreon, patreon.com slash dreary midnight. And we are on Instagram, instagram.com slash dreary midnight pod. We would very much appreciate your support on all of those avenues, both of those especially, as well as rate, review, subscribe. It really, really helps us in the algorithm. And if you have questions, comments, concerns, uh, stories for Dreary December, uh, shoot us an email, drearymidnightpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> and with all of that said, be aware of the wild hunt and don't look in your boot till you're home. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, safe travels home on this dreary midnight. Good night. Good night. put the wild honey (laughs) maybe they're looking for bees i don't know (laughs) okay